There we go. All right, here you are. We've got to refrain from you. What words? Bad words. Uh, what well. words? <clears throat> words aren't bad. People just make them bad. Welcome back to the sixth, sixth, I think, episode of the Nightlight Podcast, the third podcast in Bombay. Bombay. Where is Bombay? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's a fruit. <laughs> oh, you mean edamame? <laughs> sure. Isn't that a nut? I don't know. Let me. I'm gonna Google it real quick. What's edamame? You don't remember, Ark? The last time we did it, we said the biggest podcast in Alaska. I mean, to be fair, well, I mean, like the, Alaska's got a decent amount of people, and edamame is a soybean. <laughs> we're the biggest podcast inside of a soybean. Podcast in the side of a soybean. You heard of the Beastie Boys? Get ready for the Beanie Boys. <laughs> All right, Zach, would you like to introduce our guest today? We have a very special guest today. He goes by well, really, only two names: Cold Saint. Everybody, woo! <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you for the warm welcome. <laughs> that was terrible. So hey, you hit uh, it me when I was googling Adamambe beans. Well, I don't hardly know who he is. I've got questions, but I don't know who he is. All right, all right, you, you start us off. Talk, talk right. to our... uh, so Cold Saint. Uh, it's Noah, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, or whatever you prefer. Mr. Cold Saint. Um, <laughs> but so tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Zach told me that you are a up and coming rapper in Iowa. Yeah. Um, I'm from Norwalk. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I work with a nonprofit called uh, Hip Hope as their anti bully and mental health stigma speaker. Uh, you know, I do a lot of youth events and, you know, I use hip hop as a way to reach out to kids. Um, a lot of my music is, you know, inspirational. Uh, it, it talks more about tragedy to triumph. Uh, my underlying message for everything uh, is like you can't control the situations that are thrown your way, but you can't control how you respond to them and you do determine your outcome. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the gist of that's that's you know, really good. That's really respectable. So uh, my, my follow up question that is, how did you become friends with Zach? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I remember him. It's largely the opposite of most of the things that you just said. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I do not remember, Zach. Uh, we didn't really talk much in school, uh, but uh, I remember seeing you in the halls a lot. And then, I don't know, we started gaming, I think. I don't know what happened. I can't right. remember. Well, I, think we just started, I think we just started gaming a lot more. And then I was like, hey, I'm friends with Miguel. And you're like, hey, I guess we can play video games. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both started streaming. So then we got, we both started talking more when we both streamed and did our own thing. I yeah. feel like I'm the one connecting right. you two now. You're I feel so happy. <laughs> it's for, for the first time, it's me. I'm the bridge. <laughs> Proud of you, buddy. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, I, I like what you said, though. Uh, about you know you said a lot of your uh, music has like a like a 
a very good message, a very good moral to it. It's like a, you said like kind of like rags to, well, not rags to riches, but like uh, like pull through through tragedy is what you said, I think. Yeah, tragedy to triumph. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, like where did, where did you decide that that was going to be what you wanted your music to mean? Um, so, you know, music has always been like a really – as it is for pretty much every artist, it's been a huge outlet for me. Uh, I I started rapping when I was 10 and I was kind of just goofing off with it. And, you know, when I was 12, some things went down with my stepdad and my mom. And, uh, you know, it became like a a coping mechanism for me. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was to make relatable music for other people that were in my shoes that feel this how to express themselves so I can try to be that voice or that medium for them. And uh, so, you know, I mentor a lot of kids and I just kind of went with the tragedy to triumph thing. Cause a lot of these kids, they think that just because, you know, they got something crappy going on at home or something going on at school or they're depressed or, you know, they got anxiety that it's like the end. <laughs> and, and so I try to tell them that like, you can, you know, you can overcome anything and it just kind of became something that stuck. And, you know, I even started my, my label and uh, we called it true triumph entertainment. Um, so, I mean, that's really admirable. Like you devoting your, cause like there's a lot of artists out there that I, I definitely think most of them like mean well and they try to do well, but there's plenty of artists out there that they just they they make music for the fun of it or for the fun of themselves, but to devote it almost to uh, like a group of people in in a, in a sense that's that's really admirable of you. Uh, thank you. Um, so, uh, like I said, I was a little less than prepared. I, I didn't really have a whole lot of follow up questions, uh, <laughs> but I guess if I had to like kind of make one up on the fly, what was it? Um, what was it like? like growing up for you, I know you said like stuff with your uh, like step parents, but like, as you got older, what was it that really like motivated you? Like, what did you see in your community that made you want to do something different? So it's actually funny. Uh, you know, I always wanted to do music. Even when I was a little kid, I wanted to be like a rock star when I was like seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I wanted to do country. Wow. <laughs> well, like, that's a joke. <laughs> but uh, then I don't remember what made me switch to rap, man. I, uh, I just, it just clicked and I started freestyling in my bedroom <laughs> and, and I just, I just started having fun with it. Um, but the thing that really made it stick for me, uh, was, I think I was 14 and it was at the Norwalk high school talent show and I got up in front of everybody (laughs) and I was so nervous, dude. I was so nervous. I even, I, when I got in front of them, I, I was, I mean, looking back on it now, dude, it was so bad, but like, (laughs) didn't you make a joke to start it off? I I don't know what I did. No, what I did was uh I uh I walked out and I was like, guys, should I should I read it off my phone or do it from memory? And of course everybody's gonna say from memory, so I don't even know why I asked, bro. Right. But uh then I turned my hat backwards and the whole school was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was whatever you did, it was just funny. <laughs> and then uh I made it into the finals by one vote. Like one individual vote, dude. I made it into the finals. And when I went into the finals, I switched from that hype song and I made like this sad song. Oh. And I kind of talked about the way I feel about the school system and, you know, the way I feel about the people in this room. And like, I, I got really deep. And uh, then I won like the whole thing by a landslide. And I don't know, that kind of made me feel that motivated me a lot. 
And uh, I just kind of kept pursuing it from there. And I I got with this program when I was 16, 17. Um, It's called Stale, um, Starving Artists Let's Eat. And every week on Monday, you'd go in and there's three judges you perform and they give you constructive criticism they tell you how to do your show better and you come back and you apply what they said next week and you know my first time going uh i actually messed up on stage and this is before i understand i I understood how to recover on stage yeah so when i messed up i messed up show's over like (laughs) (laughs) i i got i I was doing my song. I think it was called Haters that I made when I was like 15. I don't know. And I messed up a lyric and I walked off stage, bro. Like I was done. I went outside. I got in my car. I was like, Brian, coming back. And, you know, when I got home, something kind of just told me, like, bro, you got to go back. Like, go back. Like, ah, something in my head. Uh-huh. And so I go back a few weeks later. And I start going every week and, you know, you're supposed to sell 10 tickets and that 10 tickets gets you a hundred bucks so you can pay your way in and anything you sell after that, you get to keep so you can make money doing this. And I was one of the only artists even selling tickets. And so that's kind of how I ran into my manager because uh, he ran the whole program. Yeah. And so after I kept going and I, you know, I kept showing that I'm dedicated, showing that I got drive. Uh, he invited me to this meeting because he's also the founder of hip hope. His name's Bo James. And, uh, he invited me to this leadership meeting with the kids and I kind of just sat in just to see, you know, what it was all about. And then he hooked me up with Duana Bradley with urban experience magazine. And uh, he got me an interview and I had my own little article in it. And then he kept having me come to his house once a week where we'd have like eight to 10 hour conversations about how the industry works. Uh, Cause this guy, he co-manages like Waka Flocka and Silento, you know, the Whip and Nene guy. And, you know, he's worked, he's worked with, uh, pretty sure Rick Ross. He did a show with Tupac before he died. Like, I got really yeah. lucky running into this dude. And, you know, he kind of just, he's been feeding me the game. Yeah, that's incredible. To the industry. And, uh, yeah, I kept going with him. And then I got put in with Hip Hope. And now I represent their Music Says program as their anti-bully guy. And, you know, I went around the world with them. They took me over to Thailand and uh, I was supposed to go back this last year. Uh, I was supposed to go to Africa, Thailand, yeah. and India, actually. And then all and, of 2020 uh, happened. Yeah. Then COVID happened, bro. Like a week before, I'm, I'm about to go to Seattle and uh, I'm getting a shoe deal. I'm not going to say with who, uh, but uh, and I was working with these Disney kids on the gun violence epidemic and uh i was i was even i wasn't going to go work with snoop dogg but i was going to his compound i don't even know if he was going to be there but i was just going to meet his marketing team to really see how the behind the scenes stuff works because believe it or not you don't just blow up out of nowhere it does take a lot of money it is strategy it is a science there's a formula and uh yeah so i kind of extended past your question but no, yeah, that, that was fine. Like, I'm not gonna lie though, you you kept going. I was like, oh man, I was gonna ask questions about the talent show, and like, they're they're gone now. I was just thinking about how <laughs> I was just thinking about how you were saying you were kind of like like rocking back and forth between different genres, and I I was just imagining you like like we're gonna do something weird, like start off country and then go into like country <laughs> rap and then just hard rap, and I'm just like, oh man, that sounds like that would have been a mess, dude. Uh, oh my gosh, I feel like. 
I would have been good at it. Um, but I, I'm definitely way better at rap than I am at country or rock. I don't like singing all that much, to be honest. When I was a kid, though, I uh, I was so into rock. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Through the Glass by Stone Sour? Uh, I, I think so. I, I, I literally wrote down all the lyrics to it when I was a kid. I was like seven years old, and I wrote it all down just so I could feel like a rock star. <laughs> it's weird, but, you know, kids are weird. No, I, I didn't you uh, didn't you do a radio show around here? Didn't too? Like you had one of your songs on the air for a little while. Oh yeah, ninety eight three the vibe had me uh, like yeah. headlining their website, and they spun my my quarantine song for a month. Uh, I was working with them. I've also been on Merle on the Move up in Ames. Uh, you know, Bigs Radio. Uh, I mean, Bigs Radio. I know you. But, you the first time you were on radio, you messaged me to listen. And it was some like hole in the wall radio place. I can't remember. That was just like t- tuned to this radio station. I'm like, why is this rap? Uh, it's like called your song was called Glory or something. Greatness. Greatness. Sorry, greatness. And um, <clears throat> he was talking about that. You were talking about that on air, and I'm like, why is this song going on in like '80s rock <laughs> radio station? <laughs> I mean, hey, exposure to exposure, bro. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, on the subject of uh, COVID, though, uh, you said that kind of interrupted a lot of things for you. How, how has that impacted a lot of the uh, a lot of the work that you do? Uh, not, I don't mean like the shoe deal or whatever with whoever they are. Uh, I mean more the the things you were talking about, that you know, like the kids you're working with and things like that. Has that like, um, like the day to day, like I know you picked up streaming at the beginning of COVID when you were stuck at home, but how did that affect your day to day work? Um, yeah, it's it's made things a lot more difficult. I mean, I do do music full time, uh-huh. and you know that made it a little more of a struggle. Uh, you know, I'm not doing shows anymore. The live industry is dead. Um, there are shows out there. I just uh-huh. haven't been hopping on them because nah, and. Uh, I don't know. Social distancing is uh, important and all that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I've been doing all my meetings pretty much by Zoom. You know, every now and then I go over to my manager's house and it's me and him and we'll discuss some things and get some work done. Um, but it's pretty much just a lot of phone calls now, man. You know, I'm getting by with merch and, you know, sponsors and, uh, you know, side hustles, uh, you know, building websites for artists or, doing video work for people like mm-hmm. i've just been doing some extra stuff but uh still still rocking full time so that's nice but uh you know we bounced back with this whole quarantine project and uh it so, was basically just advocating for social distancing and, you know i filmed the whole music video in my house by myself i set up the camera and everything like it was uh it was interesting um but yeah i mean that's what we're bouncing with right now uh I've been picking up some contacts, just kind of networking from home. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, you guys know who Lakeside is, like Fantastic Voyage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so their manager is my booking agent now. So I got that set up. Uh, so that's been pretty cool. That's incredible, man. Like you, you really hit like a, you hit like a lucky number that day you decided to start going back to those shows. I don't know what it was in my head, but I'm glad I went back. <laughs> uh 
Uh, so how about a little bit more about uh, like the relationship, like like you, Miguel, and Zach, you all know each other. Uh, you said, Miguel, you were saying how you were like the, the linking bridge, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miguel, we, I, we used to hang out a lot when we were kids. <laughs> we did. And it wasn't even because we knew each other. It was because we seen each other at work and we had, or not work, at school. And then we walked. It was because you and my brother, your brother and my brother were good friends. Yeah. And then I got to know you. It was because of AJ and Martin that we knew each other. I remember one time you came over and we hooked up the 360 in the living room and we were playing Fable and you like, you like swung your head back on my couch and you knocked down that metal frame we had and hit you on the head. That hit me in the head. I couldn't stop laughing. Hurt. Sorry, I cussed. My bad. No, it looks it looks pretty painful. <laughs> it did, yeah. especially considering it had a sharp corner down at the bottom. It well, not a sharp did. corner. It was it pointed did. down at the bottom, and it just hit my head. And yeah, dang, it hurt. All he wanted to do was rock out on some Halo. Instead, he got a concussion. <laughs> Surprisingly, no, I have a thick head. <laughs> no, I believe it. <laughs> I got a thick skull, so no, it didn't. It just hurt. Got a migraine for a while. <laughs> that that's probably what the concussion was. <laughs> probably. Um. So, so did you always like growing up? Did you always see yourself going to rap? You said you wanted to be a rock star at first, but you know, were you like, did you have like the firefighter, policeman, doctor fantasy that most kindergartners no. had? It's always been music, always. Uh, yeah, I've never, I don't even have a backup plan. Like, it's just music <laughs> or nothing, really. Like, I don't know. I feel like a backup plan it. is like a crutch and it like gives me an excuse not to make it. So, I, I see that I don't have one. And, uh, yeah, it's always been rap, dude. I don't know. I don't know what it is about rap, but it's just for me. I, I don't see myself doing anything else. I don't want to do anything else. I don't even want to get another job. I will never get another job. I'm not doing that again. Uh, so I'm done with that. <laughs> no, definitely being able to escape like the normal, like, like hourly nine to five nonsense is like, it's definitely a blessing from what I hear from, from most people that have entered any kind of industry, whether, whether it's music, arts, uh, a lot of my friends ended up going into theater and they're loving it a lot more than any kind of uh, work they did in fast food or retail. Yeah. It's crazy that you were able to just go straight into music like that, man. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, thank you. I'm definitely grateful. What's the... Uh, I know you were at... I think it's called 235. 235? No, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. It's like a performance you were a part of, like, oh, I want to say 2017, 2018. 8035. Yeah, headlines at Gen Z stage. You, you did that, and then... But most of the time, I don't... I want to say up until COVID, you... I can't remember the name of the bar. It wasn't Woolies. Eight oh four. It wasn't eight oh four. It was where he did he did shows. Oh, Lefty's Live Music. That, oh, I did yeah. a ton of shows on Lefty's Live yeah. Music. That's actually where Stale was. Uh, they're a dope venue. They've got the best sound in Des Moines. Uh, yeah, I love them. Shout out to Brad, the sound man. He's the goat. <laughs> He's the goat. As just, it's kind of a, a a lower question, but have you ever had the experience like most up and coming artists had had, or I guess more out there artists had, 
where they got like booed off stage or something that kind of made him realize something or is that not <laughs> happened to you? Okay, wait. So I got a story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't get booed off stage. I have never been booed off stage. Uh, but there, I got two stories. Okay, so there was one time I made the crowd real uncomfortable um, at Stale. And it was because I really, really don't like performing to a sitting crowd. I don't like doing that. It's rap. Get up and on the stage. You know, I'm showing you love. Show me love. And uh, and I was nice. Dude, the first three times I said it, I was like, hey, guys, get up. Let's get lit. And nobody moved. And it wasn't my show. It was it was I'm pretty sure it was stale. Actually, it was stale. And I was still like halfway through the program. And so I'm like, everybody, everybody get up. Nobody moved. I said it again. I was like, come on, guys, let's get lit. Nobody said anything. And then they played my music anyways. And I was like, pause the music, bro. (laughs) 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 So the DJ pauses it. And I was like, yo, I'm like, you guys are going to get up. I'm like, I will not perform. I will sit here and it'll be awkward. I'm like, I'm showing you love. Show me love. Like, this is a hip hop show. This ain't jazz. You're not going to sit during my set. And everybody just looked at each other. And then they awkwardly got up and walked to the front. Cause I just sat there with my, my arms crossed. I was like, I'll wait, bro. And then it got lit, bro. It got lit. Like it was real lit. And, and everybody was jumping. Like it was a good time. And uh, then after I, I get done, uh, the judge is like, you're kind of a jerk, but it works for you. Oh, yeah. No, that <laughs> works for you. You had to have some big cojones to like just like sit on stage and be like, oh, wait. Like a like a passive aggressive teacher in middle school. Like I'll, I'll, I'll sit here until everybody's quiet. Except for you, with everybody standing. Like when you're in elementary and the teacher flicks the lights off, she's like, "I'll wait." <laughs> <laughs> but then this other time, I was up in Council Bluffs for a show, and uh, so my manager's like, "Why does everybody like Eminem?" And I'm like, "Cause he's Eminem." And he's like, "He's like, cause he's that crazy, he's that crazy white guy all the hood dudes remember growing up with." And I was like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "So he's like, this is this is like this place is a little more hard. Uh, you know, they're probably gonna want you to go up there and do like be free, go up there, just be crazy, be free." And I'm like, "Okay." So I thought that meant like zero to a hundred, like go. And so I go up on stage, uh, and. You know, basically, I called the whole coward wusses in one of the freestyle, the whole crowd uh, wusses in a freestyle. <laughs> and, you know, most of them loved it. Like, they were like, yeah, yeah, cool. And, uh, but by the time I'm leaving, <laughs> some guy was like, hey, Cold Saint. He's like on stage while I'm, while I'm walking. I was like, hey, Cold Saint. He's like, this ain't Norwalk, bro. Get, keep that stuff out of here or something like that. I don't know what he said. I didn't hear him. And so I walk out. My manager's like, I'm proud of you for not saying anything. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, and he, was, he was like, he's like, that guy says something. I was like, he says something? <laughs> oh, then we just left. But those are the only two times I can think of that I've had like awkwardness in a crowd or some kind. Oh, God, that first one was great. <laughs> yo, yo, wait. I'll, I'll just wait. <laughs> just sitting there, arms crossed. Imagine like your first big show. They're sitting there. You're like, hey, I'll sit here all day. Wait, you just play the video from the last, the last, uh, last show. Just like this is what happened. Do you guys want to sit here like that? Is that what you want? <laughs> you put it on a loop with them just sitting there for an hour. <laughs> Come this back this is what happened last time. I'll wait again. It'd become like a whole running joke. Honestly, people would be sitting there like laughing or like being lit as hell. Just, just sitting there. 
Oh, God, that'd be hilarious. Have you uh, thought about doing like what some artists have done where it's like, uh, what is it? The video, gosh, the video concerts. Yeah, that's oh, what it's called. Live video streaming. concerts. Uh, yeah, live streaming like a concert or a, I, or, or uh, pairing up with a video game. Obviously, not like Marshmallow and Fortnite, but like trying to do something like um, that. Yeah, I did one Facebook Live show. Uh, it's all right, I guess. I mean, it's just not the same, bro. Like, I don't know. I like like performing is also an outlet for me as well, and I don't get that fulfillment from doing it in a live stream. If I'm being honest, um, but it was cool. I mean, I think we, you know, we got like like five to nine hundred views or something like that. I mean, it was decent for my first Facebook Live show. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I might do another one. I mean, it's like I need to perform, bro. Like, <laughs> it's driving so, me nuts. Have you thought about doing it on like a different streaming site? Well, like uh, like Zoom, or what? Like like Zoom or or like Twitch? Like you could throw up a Twitch page. Well, or I would something. say that that's kind of like it's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, he'd still <laughs> be able to see them interacting almost in the same way as Facebook. And with Zoom, I, I think that would just get kind of. I don't know. I, I still think that he like. I, I would see that you wouldn't get the he same kind of. Oh, I thought we were still talking about the shows. No, he said gaming. Oh, he did. I thought we were talking about the shows too. Yeah. See, I wasn't the only one. I was like, I was talking about gaming and doing like. So, say if you did like a, a Twitch stream with you gaming, and then you did like a show on Twitch or something. Like, have you thought about trying to branch out on? I mean, I, I hear people, even smaller streamers like me, who are like, you know what, I'm going to start a, a random food cooking stream or something with my friends or something like that. Um, I mean, I haven't really actually, you know, created like a, a drawn out plan to do that. Uh, I've thought about it. Like, it's, it kind of sounds like when you started doing streaming, it was more of just like a, like you said, you needed an outlet that had you interact with uh, your audience and for, for the, the time that it is and everything that's going on in the world, it's, it was just a good option. It's not a long-term option. It's just what you felt uh, was going yeah. like, to work for you right now. I mean, I were, I, I, I wanted to do the Twitch thing just because, you know, I wanted to keep that interaction between me and me and some followers. Mm -hmm. Although it is really hard to like grow on Twitch, bro. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know the algorithm, <laughs> but uh, I, I do that just because, you know, I wanted to play my games and I wanted to be productive at the same time. And yeah. I also use it as a way to kind of monitor some of the kids I work with. Um, like, you know, if I feel like something's up with them while they're talking in the chat, I hit them up after the, after the stream. Uh, just, uh, you know, cause I can't talk to them in person anymore. Like I used to. Right. So, so you feel like the streams are more of a way for you to get closer to uh, your, not not just like fans or anything like that, but the, to people that you actively interacted with uh, before you yeah. got stuck to your house. Yeah, it's a nice and it's a safe way to socialize. So. Uh, sorry, I've, I've like uh, like I've really run out of questions now. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, think of some. What's your favorite color? Okay, but what kind? Actually, that was too quick, huh? Yeah, what like, kind, like, what, like what a kind of blue. blue? 
Ooh, that's good. I, I actually like that. <laughs> Is this what, really what we've come down to, guys? Yeah. I create our combined say that. imagination, and we asked him his favorite color. <laughs> What's your okay, favorite you color? Okay, it up to me, and that's what I thought of, okay? <laughs> favorite uh, food. Right. How, how about we go to, like, when you were younger, what what was like uh, your top kid TV show? Like Sunday morning, got the got the bowl of cereal, sitting in front of the TV. My top one, like I have to, I have to narrow it down to one. Parents. Okay, let, let's say top, top five. five. All right, SpongeBob, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, I really liked Adventures of Finn and Jake, or whatever it's called. No, Adventure that's Time. Show, that's what it's called. I was about Adventure to say Time. Adventure, Adventure Time. Oh wait! No, no. For some reason, I was thinking you were thinking talking about what's that one show or that one cartoon? It was like a, it I was, was like they were on the ocean and oh, flat no, it was like flapjack or something. Oh, it's just called. Flapjack. Oh, um, that's what it's called. It's called flapjack. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love the flapjack, bro. Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Yeah, Adventure Time, SpongeBob, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Flapjack, and uh, remember Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh, dude, is that yeah. what it's called? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I that's that show, bro. Billy and Mandy. Remember that Fred Fred Burger dude, where he's like Fred Fred Burger, Fred Fred Burger, Fred Fred Burger. <laughs> that's like all he says. I don't know why I like him so much as a kid. <laughs> I remember the like one episode that sticks with me, like as no matter how old I get, is I, I don't remember anything else about what, what was going on in the episode, but Billy like sneezed his brain out or something, and then he just ate it afterwards. Like that was. That was his thought process, <laughs> and that image will haunt me for the. Gotta get it back That inside. image will haunt me for the rest of my life. Dude, cartoons are so different now. <laughs> like, like back then, they were just so random and weird. Like, codename kids next door. Oh god! Like, yes. Fanboy and Chum Chum. Oh. Uh, oh my god. My gym partner is a monkey. Oh, I remember that. That, that was, was like good. that was like an unlocked memory right there. It, really it was. I don't remember it though. There was this one episode where, uh, do you know what bat guana is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's bat poop. So there's this episode where the the monkey he's like hanging out on the ceiling, scratching it off like one of those popcorn ceilings, and just eating it out of a can. And uh, he goes into this like whole like psychoactive meltdown because he gets told all these like crazy symptoms that'll happen and of course because he's thinking about them so heavy they start happening to him and it just causes a bunch of crazy stuff to happen i don't i don't know why but the only episode i remember is when they, they have to cut the school the front lawn of the school and I think the boy and the monkey are holding like a sheep and a goat and just like using them as a lawnmower. Oh, how, how about this one for Blast from Fest? Uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yes. Dude, oh, remember yes. cheese? Cheese. Can I have some chocolate milk? Oh, <laughs> that was like, I, I still remember that. It's just like, I, because when I w- did watch those cartoons, I was still like relatively little and I had like no idea what was going on. I was just baffled every time he came on screen. Have you guys like watched any of those cartoons we grew up with? Like, I recently rewatched the whole uh, series of Teen Titans Go, and like, I didn't realize how many of the episodes like kind of harken back to like talking about some sort of like 
mental illness or like being there for your friends and stuff like that or like some crazy stuff and then like foster home for imaginary uh friends the that the tall guy that played basketball that has like missing an arm and an eye uh like he had like a whole backstory that i like totally went over my head being like four years old a lot of this stuff goes over your head i remember uh winnie the pooh uh and Pooh is supposed to be he's supposed to rise and he's supposed to represent like what is it? Is it is it autism? And then Piglet is supposed to represent schizophrenia. Oh, I remember, uh, yeah. What is this? El Elmer? Uh what's no, his no, name? The the, it, the the donkey? Oh Eeyore. Eeyore. Yeah, he's supposed to be depression. Depression. Yeah. And that's stuff you just it doesn't claim Tigger, he's got ADHD. Rabbit, anxiety. <laughs> And Tigger is uh, ADHD or something. Dude, my friends used ADHD. to call me Tigger because I had such bad ADHD. Well, not my friend. Really, it was just you Alex. Did. Remember Alex Lingwall? You called me that all yeah. the time. Damn, call him out like that. Like, not really my friend. It's it was Tigger. just this guy, Alex. Well, he's my friend. He's still my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I said not all my friends. All my friends didn't call me that. Just Alex. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what Noah was thinking. He would, like... Do this thing where you'd snap all of his fingers in a row. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it. Oh I can't do God. it. While I can't do it while. I'm yeah, he would, it's not him popping his fingers. He he would literally like start at the top of his head on a phone call and then like keep on like going all oh, the way like, down his body with just <laughs> like some sort of like straight line salsa dancing. I was a weird kid. <laughs> I'm still pretty weird. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I don't know. Your streams are just as good as like your your Snapchats that you take before me. Like, if you're not watching, then you're a loser. And then you like zoom I zoom in on, in on my face, and I'm like, guys, I'm live right now on Twitch.tv. Be the be a loser, and then I'll zoom in on my face again. <laughs> I've always like uh, personally. I've I've always thought about doing uh, something on YouTube or uh, Twitch or just something on the internet in general. I've just never really sat down and thought about it. But I think that's my problem is I like I want to think about it too much, and so I, I don't ever actually get around to doing it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if like I have the same. I guess I have the same in a lower form version of Noah, where it's like I hate being not productive like if i'm like laying in my bed yeah there's times where i'm gonna lay in my bed and watch like a good tv show but if i'm just laying there like re watching recycled tv shows or like if i if i ever pull up youtube i'm like there's got to be something that i can do that's actually productive and, and can then help even me. when i have like, those moments where i just want to relax after i'm done relaxing i feel bad about it <laughs> yeah i'm like, I completely get like I'll go to I'll be so tired at like 5 a.m. 4 a.m. and I'll be like I guess I'll go to bed I'll wake up and I'll be like not not because I slept just because I spent like a couple hours before I slept just doing jack besides watching YouTube. Dude, you know what show I watched uh, while I was in quarantine? Uh, you know the Punisher on Netflix, the series. Bro, yeah, I know I'm like late to it, but it was so good. I was, I was sitting on the edge of uh, my head, bro. I got another one for you. <laughs> what? I got another one for you. Called Van Helsing. Really? Actually, I, I like it. Seen it, but I remember the movie when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, vampires. One. Yeah, 
really it's actually really good. Should. What What are some? Uh, do you remember any live action? I guess I say live action, but uh, <laughs> yeah, live action TV shows like uh, I, I want to call them sitcoms, but like Sweet Life is Back and Cody, iCarly. Uh, gosh, and Josh. Josh. Remember, uh, I don't know what the name of the show was, but it had that dude named Urkel in it, and he's always like, Did I do that? or whatever his name, whatever he does. Remember that guy? Yeah, Steve, Steve Urkel. Was that the name of the show? Oh, no, I, it was, um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Urkel, was in that. Pretty sure he wasn't. Remember George Lopez? Our. Dude, if you didn't wake up in a cold sweat at three in the morning with George Lopez jumping up and down on your TV screen, you didn't have a childhood, bro. That's all you wake up to hear in the middle of the night when you gotta go to the bathroom. TV just getting louder and louder. Oh, that was. Did, did anybody watch a TV show that wasn't meant for kids, but you you thought it was? I'm like, for me, I watched Two and a Half Men every episode to where the point now I could I could remember a certain part of a certain episode off of memory from like the age between four and today. I've just watched all the Charlie Sheen episodes and. A little bit of Ashton Kutcher, and like I would like say these things, and my teacher would be like, "What? Uh, you shouldn't know that. You shouldn't be talking like that." Like, oh, watch this show. Like, this is a great uh, show. No, I didn't watch a lot of shows. I mean, I watched it's a, a lot of Guy as a kid. I really liked my cartoons as a kid, dude. Family Guy, The Did Simpsons. The- I love The Simpsons. Growing up. Hmm. Do, do you guys remember the old era TV shows that we we kind of just missed, like uh, Zoe One Hundred and One? Anybody watch say that? that? But I still watched it. Well, yeah, but a lot of us, maybe some of us, in it, but a lot of people that I that are even my age are like my sister, my older sister and brother used to watch. Oh, it, was it the Waverly Place? Yes, oh, <laughs> I watched that. The one. Oh, what was the movie that they? They had to run across like an open field. Hmm. They they only made like one movie before they're like that was too much exercise. <laughs> I don't remember. So, kind of going back for a second, um, did so so deciding to go into music is can can be a pretty daunting task for anybody. And especially whenever they try and talk about it to their family or the people that they interact with, did you end up, did you end up feeling like you had any like major opposition from your family or friends when you decided you really wanted to start getting serious? Um, yeah. Um, you know, I cut off a lot of friends. Um, I've grown the, I've grown to have the mindset that if the people around you don't bring you up, they bring you down. And so my circle is very small and it's very tight. I have like a few people in my, in my group. Um, 
you know, my mom was always pretty supportive when I was a kid. Uh, uh, I don't know if I want to get too deep with the family sure, stuff. Sure, it's good. There's already a little beef going around about an article I put out uh, on the, the one register. <laughs> and uh, Of course, but, of course. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, when you do the music thing, there's going to be a lot of people that doubt you. Um, a lot of people are going to be all like, oh, do you have a real job? That is one of the most frustrating things people tell me. I don't know who might whose mic sounds like it's being dunked in a fish tank, but uh, somebody's mic is making weird noises. <laughs> Zach, probably. <laughs> I just didn't know if I should say anything or not. But uh, no, I hate when people are like, "Might no, be yours, it wouldn't Noah. be mine because I can hear it, bro." So can I. Exactly. He, he probably has monitoring on like I do. Oh, there it goes. He might not be there right now. I'm here. <laughs> you sound like you're underwater. Just ignoring us. Um, uh, no, you know, people will be all like, do, do you, so do you have a real job? And that drives me nuts, dude. Because like music is way more than just, you know, writing it and rapping it. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff you got to do behind the scenes. Like I do way more paperwork than I ever thought I would actually do. Um, you know, a lot of people think that it's like lavish and it's it's fun the whole time, and it's not. Like even tour life, like tour life is really cool, but like it's hard, bro. Like I'd sleep for like 40 minutes a night sometimes, and then we're right back to it. <laughs> you got to document everything. You got to learn the social media algorithms. You got to learn how to build your sponsorship packages. Uh, there's a whole process of putting out music. You got to register all your stuff, copyright all your lyrics. You got to get, uh, I had to trademark Cold Saint. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it than people think there is. You know, setting up your merch shop and making sure it's all fluent, like it's all smooth. Like, <laughs> And I don't know. And all the meetings, you know, the people trying to, you know, be a parasite and suck the money out of you because they can. I, I imagine that, that, like, that was something you probably saw, like, as you were starting to gain traction. And, and I'm guessing that's probably why you cut your circle so small. Yeah. Seeing uh, the, like, people that were noticing your success, especially the people that probably doubted you at the beginning. And they're just like, oh, hey, I see you. Uh, saw you on the news yesterday. Uh, you broke him. Uh, did we lose connection with Cold Saint? Oh, well, this is awkward. We appear to be having some technical difficulties. Still shows he's in the thing. Does somebody want to shoot him a text? Miguel, can you shoot him a text in the group? So, uh, Zach, how was yeah. your day? Uh, pretty good. Normal day at work. Just just work. My truck. Oh. Yeah. Let's, there uh, you go. Uh, he should be able to reach. Can you rejoin through the original link? He should be yep. able to. Unless something came up. Uh, he said he was free for this tonight, so me... maybe, maybe not. Anyway, we can keep going for a bit. Oh, no. We're being left with our own imaginations. I, I don't know if I can handle this, guys. 
I like playing turtles. with turtles. I spent so I actually spent a solid like two hours today just gluing random crap together with a hot glue gun and popsicle sticks. Uh, I have I, I don't know, man, because I have a hot Why? glue gun and a box full of uh, like a thousand popsicle sticks. And you were just like, you know what? Pretty this much, is how yeah. I want to spend my uh, day. I woke up at like noon after being at. Uh, I work at a restaurant, as you guys know. Uh, I was working there until like one thirty, I think. And then I ended up staying up until like 3 or 4 a.m. for no reason. Uh, and yeah, so I spent the rest of my day, once I woke up, gluing, shit, gluing stuff together. There he is. Hello. What's up? My uh, Wi-Fi went out, so I'm using my phone. Ah, Does it sound oh, bad? Okay. It doesn't sound terrible. Your, your sweet, velvety voice is great as always. <laughs> That's annoying. My Wi-Fi never goes out. Of course it would go out while I'm on a call. <laughs> <laughs> Only when the important. Of course. Oh, did, no, we're not that important, Miguel. Don't lie to him. I'm important. Thank you very much. You're you know, all you were, you 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 were very important, Miguel. A treasured, Aww. a treasure to be treasured. I'm waking up at 10 a.m. for someone tomorrow. Yes. Not very. Important. I'm important. <laughs> um. So. Uh... I forget. I think. I think the last thing I was talking about is that, like, yeah, you, um, you seem to. Did you experience a lot of those parasites that were trying to like, kind of like, ride your curtails to success? Um, yeah. You know, it's funny how many more friends you have all of a sudden when it looks oh, like yeah. you're doing good. And uh, I had a lot of people. Uh, you know they want to do collabs all of a sudden and you know now they want to now they want to be buddies with me or they want access to my network and yeah i mean yeah that definitely happens <laughs> is there something you need to tell us zach what no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love how you say that but it's just like we were friends with them before he even started rapping so Actually, the last time I even asked to do like a Twitch stream collab, it was way before he even got management. No, I've had management back then too. Back in high school, we never did Twitch collabs back in high school. We did before COVID. Yeah, it was it was that in between. It was before your first international thing. No, but I, I'm just messing around. But uh, it's good that you're able to identify that, though, because uh, you see it a lot in the news where people get, uh, you know, a lot of stories you read about people getting taken advantage of, like friends or family in the beginning of, like, realizing that their their career in music is actually starting to go somewhere. Um, did you ever learn how to play any instruments, or are you solely focused on, like, uh, lyrics? Uh, actually, yeah, I played the French horn from the fifth grade till I graduated. Yeah, I, I bet that beat's really sick when it drops. French horn. Oh, yeah. I've got to put that French <laughs> horn in the background of my beats, dude. Art like the drums or like even a xylophone, and then he's like, the French horn was pretty dope all through high school. <laughs> <laughs> 
Would you say there's like a, a lot of drama and like the music in, in the industry, whether it's with or without you, do you just like notice now deeper in it that there's more drama in it than out of it? Or like, um, I've noticed that the industry can be very clicky. Um, you know, depending on where you're working, who you're working with, you know, some labels don't want to work with other labels. Uh, you know, they don't want their artists working together. Or they, they don't want you doing business with both of them, at least. Um, I wouldn't say it's dramatic. I mean, there's a lot of drama, but to be honest, it's the entertainment business. There's supposed to be drama. People people like drama. Uh, but, you know, now nah, I wouldn't say that it's like that. I know. I was kind of like a comparison because I know back then, I don't want to say back then, but not even like five years ago, I'd say that it was a lot of, even though it was entertainment industry, there was a lot more drama around like up and coming rappers and like Ariana Grande and like uh, who was dating. I mean, you, you, you walk through any Walmart self checkout line and check out a magazine there, and it's always going to be about some hyper inflated breakup or scandal or 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 something that like you open the freaking magazine and it won't even say anything about it it's just a catchy headline and then i've spent 7.99 on a useless piece of plastic that i can't even do anything with except leave in my bathroom for somebody to read while they poop <laughs> like i can't even wipe my ass with that what am i supposed to do Hey, watch your profanity. He said something earlier. That was me. Oh. And then Miguel said sorry, and it was incoherent anyway. Well, that's good. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we get to figure out how to censor stuff this episode. <clears throat> I tried censoring myself this time. Zufa knows how much I care. <laughs> I care. <use> words. <laughs> Let's say something nice this time. Care. <laughs> yeah, Zufa knows how much I care. I tried censoring myself. <laughs> so you said you you stream now. What, what kind of games are you into that you maybe don't normally stream, or is it kind of the same thing? Um, because I, I stream a lot of Call of Duty. Uh, but to be honest, I really like survival games. Um, like, like Ark. I really liked Ark or The Forest. I uh, love Zifa. I'm not the only one that liked oh, Ark. Was dope, bro. I mean, I'm finally over it now. I mean, maybe something new, but uh, I, I still like Ark. But uh, you know, I liked Ark a lot. And oh, is my Wi-Fi back up? One second. I think it's back up. Yes, I'm gonna join on the computer. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm gonna join the computer. I'll be right back. All right. That's kind of jarring earlier, though. What? <laughs> they said Ark a lot, and I'm like, yeah, Ark is getting a lot of praise. Oh. I, I can't even deny it. Like, the game people Ark. People say my name half the time. It sounds like they're saying Ark, and I have to preface to them that I am, in fact, not a boat, but am a human being. Or not a game. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. sir. No. What was the survival game that 
Uh, I came over to your house for, I think the first time I started talking to you, I went over to your house and we watched a live stream before it was released on the PS4. I can't remember the name of the game. It's like some zombie survival game. Daisy, I think. Daisy, Daisy, dude, I get really into Daisy, bro. Like, (laughs) you have a lot of hype. How do you actually play it? Dude, I literally like. Like I, I'd like to say I'm pretty nice most of the time, but when I play Daisy, bro, it's killer be killed in my opinion. So it's like I get in and I've literally like mugged people in the game. Like <laughs> me, <laughs> I ran into this dude. His name was Ricky, and uh, he was like camped out in one of the hospitals in the game, and he's just picking off other players. And I don't know what I said. I said something funny. So he comes out and he's like, "I like you. You stick with me." whatever and uh i'm almost dead because he shot me once and uh we're like running down this railroad or whatever and we see two dudes with headlights and i've got a gun in the game but i don't have any bullets and so i pulled a huge bluff bro like he uh he runs up ahead to go hold him up and i fall and i'm limping like my character's real hurt they would have hit me once i would have died and uh I'm like, hands up now. Like, I'm, I'm like screaming into my mic. <laughs> I wish I was streaming back then. That would have been so funny. And uh, the dude like pulled out his weapon. And so I like butted him with my gun or whatever. And I put it to his head, even though there's no bullets. And I was like, give me food now. And he, he dropped human meat. And I was like, you can get Kuru, which is a brain disease in the game. And so I was like, nah, fam. I'm like, you think I'm stupid? And then I was like, matter of fact, get up. And I made him feed me at gunpoint, bro. <laughs> it was I so stupid, bro. It was so funny. And then my buddy, I was going to let them go. And my buddy capped them both anyway. <laughs> I've seen some crazy stuff like that. Like, uh, I I tried to get into Daisy. I really did. But I think it's just because I can only really play it on console right now. Because none of my computers are exactly up to the task of any kind of open world high intensity gaming, but I remember watching videos of people like building like entire, like uh, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like like an entire base, and they'd like like trap people and like force feed them and stuff like that. And I'm like, first of all, who is staying online long enough to let themselves like who's who's willing to cooperate long enough to get tied up, put in a cell virtually the entire time? And then force-fed through a bottle. <laughs> I've put people in cells before. I didn't hold them up for that long, though. It was like 15 minutes, and I got bored. <laughs> then I got bored of them. the decency to go ahead and kill them so they don't have to... That, that, nah, that I let him go. I left him with two bullets and uh, a little bit of food, and I took the rest of his stuff, and I was like, get out of here. I'm like, go to. He's like, go tell your friends not to screw with us. And then he ran off into the woods. I never saw him again. I would have. I just walked away. I left him in the cell. I got bored. My buddy was like, take his shoes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, we don't need his shoes. And take like, his shoes. He was like, he was like, we got to make it hard for him. Like, if you don't wear shoes in that game, your feet get cut off and you bleed out. And uh, I'm like, we're literally just sending him out to die. We might as well just kill him. Then. And. I was like, I'm done because we kept killing every single person we came across in the game. So we just let him go. You're just like, look, we, we already tortured him for three days, force fed him through a bottle, and made him eat raw human meat. The least we can do is let the guy run off with his Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, exactly. That <laughs> conversation went. I'm Every game, and then Daisy pops on. He's like, "You ready to do this, boys?" And it's like, "Whoa, <laughs> where is this coming from?" I want a shirt. Give me your shirt. <laughs> Can you guys hear me crinkling around my gummy worm bag? You're so mean eating gummy worms so without sorry. me. Well, uh, so how much time did you end up planning to hang out with us tonight, Cold Saint? Um, to be honest, I planned on getting off a little while ago because I was tired, but then I got into the conversation, so I'm still here. All right, well, I was just because we're heading up about that hour mark, so I figure we'll uh, we'll end off with uh, one more question, and we'll say our, uh, you know, say goodnight. Um, if there was one thing you think you could have changed, um. Uh, in your career like it can be something super serious or not super serious but if, if there was a if there was a difference you could have made going through your career what do you think it would have been um or leading into it because i know you're still you're still getting into it hmm. good question oh, i feel like we made a lot of pretty good moves uh and if the i wish no, i would have been better like i wish i knew more about uh, social media algorithms so I could optimize my budget when I'm doing ads. Uh, I want to learn more about that. That's one thing I would change. My knowledge about algorithms. I can't even begin to imagine, like, because, like, you, you think of social media as just something that you just point and click. I can't imagine there being math involved. Oh, dude. To be honest, I don't even like being on social media, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I get on there and it's cool, like, seeing people and, like, you know, seeing what people say and talking mm. with my friends. But I don't know. Social media is like, I feel like a lot of people treat it like it's their diary and there's a lot of drama all over it. And, uh, but, you know, you kind of have to do it if you're an artist or you're an influencer at all. You got to be on social media. So. You see that with a lot of uh, even like uh, YouTubers and stuff that wouldn't normally subscribe to clickbait, but they've realized that the only way to get there to, to get seen is to like kind of like spice it up a little bit. You know, they're not lying or anything, but they're just like throwing it out there. But anyway, uh, it was a real joy uh, you uh, to have you out here uh, with us on the call and to hear about like, like, like I said, way, way in the beginning, it's really, really good to hear that you are going forward with your, with, with your passion to not just like make your own life better, but to actually like make an impact on other people. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say that that's like a, a really admirable thing and that we hope to see a lot more of what you can do in the coming years. Hopefully pretty soon you'll be able to go back to live performances and get out of your living room. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, all right. Plug what you want Do what? I said plug what you want to plug. Things that you're doing in the future, upcoming social medias. Uh, stay on the lookout because I got some projects coming out. You can find all my stuff at coldsaint.com. It's Cold Saint on Facebook, Cold Saint Official on Instagram, pretty much Cold Saint everywhere else. Uh, if you want to see what Hip Hope's doing and get involved with helping the kids and helping the community, go to hiphopeinc.org. And uh, yeah, stay tuned, my dudes. All right. All right. All right. Miguel, take us out.
No, I that's a lie. Every time. <laughs> that's a blatant lie. All right, Zufa, you have not done it once. That is you a lie it. again. Wait, what it, wait, wait, how do you do it? What is it? <laughs> oh, it's honestly, it's, I don't even sure know. Here, how about, how about you, just, you, you throw us out, Cold Saint? Uh, this has been uh, the podcast with the Beanie Boys. Thank you for attending. <laughs> the Beanie Boys. <laughs> have a great night, everybody. <laughs> the Beanie Boys, yes. <laughs> All right, see All right. you later, guys. <laughs> All right. Say it.